Oh, thanks for uh, what? Patching in. Yeah, you don't tune when it comes to the overnight scape underground. You patch in, and you have patched in to another stellar episode of the Overnight Scape Central. I'm Brett, a.k.a. PQ River, your host, the appreciator of everything cool, obscure, nostalgic, and uh, meaningless. That's right. The meaninglessness becomes meaningful here when you have me uh, digressing and babbling into your ears. And this week, we are addressing yet another fabulous topic, the zoo. Zoo is, uh, well, what we needed was, uh, at one point recently, Frank said, we have covered with our topics over all these years, every letter of the alphabet except X, which we hit last week with X Factor, and Z, which we are hitting this week with Zoo. And uh, Zoo, the first thing that comes to mind, oddly, is a Peter Greenaway film that I like very much. It's called a Z and Two Noughts, but when you look at the title on the posters, it's Zoo, even though it's zeros and not O's, technically. That Peter Greenaway, I don't know if you've ever seen any of his films. He sort of had a vogue in the late 80s, early 90s, with films like Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, Prospero's Book, uh, The Pillow Book, um, several films that were very big and artsy and foreign. Um, I'm pretty sure he hasn't done anything lately, but it wouldn't matter because I'm sure he has done nothing that begins with the letter Z. And the film Zoo is a tale of brothers and brotherhood. And if you get a chance to see it, it's absolutely worth the investment of your time. It's a visual feast, and the story ties together sort of like a jigsaw puzzle. And the cinematography of Peter Greenaway is so well-framed, rich, and amazing. So uh, there's a zoo film recommendation for you right out of the starting gate. And it looks like we have Chad Bowers and Frank Edward Nora contributing this week. It shouldn't be too long. So uh, kick back, get your favorite snack and beverage, or uh, do what you do when you listen to podcasts. Perhaps you are operating a motor vehicle on the way somewhere. Perhaps you're on the way to the zoo. That would kind of tie everything together. In any case, let's get the ball rolling and listen together to Chad Bowers. Now, just in case you didn't realize, Chad has a YouTube channel and a site, TITFOS.com, or TITFOS, which stands for The Incredible True Facts of Space, and those facts are incredible. Anyways, I'm just driveling along here and promoting, and you want to hear what Chad has to say now, don't you? Hey, uh, hey Ralph, you, you know how we're uh, drafts and everything? Well, uh, here's the deal. I was walking around this zoo that we find ourselves living in. I was walking around, and I couldn't help but notice that all the other animals, uh, their necks, man, they're, they're not long like ours. You remember when you and I were talking about that, how it, uh, it seemed kind of crazy that we would have these long necks and wrap them around other giraffes and uh, 
the whole neck dancing, you know, the fighting, the fighting of the necks, the neck dance, the parade, the pageantry. Well, it's uh, it's just the damnedest thing, man. You're probably going to be relieved to know it, but uh, our necks are just freakishly long. I am an ape, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to throw my feces at you. This is my natural reaction to being in a zoo. I'm saying to myself, who the hell are you? What are you doing over there? You're not giving me anything. Who the hell are you, man? What if I threw some feces at you? Mm. I get bored in this zoo. There's not much to do. Then again, there is food. And there's not too much to do in the jungle. I mean, you could mate or something. Or you could eat. Or then you could, uh, you know, poop or something. Sometimes you could throw the poop. Yeah, other than that, though, you know, I'm just sort of hanging around. I don't know. Maybe this whole zoo thing's not so bad after all. It's, uh... It's just them jerk kids, man. Jerk kids get me all jerked up. I tell you, I don't like it. I don't like them jerk kids eating their popcorn, candy apples, little sippy cups made out of an orange with a green hat on it. What is that? Four ounces of orange juice? I'd smack somebody and throw some feces at them. I'm a big snake. I live in a dark hallway. It's long and dark. And there's an aquarium with a glass wall of 30 feet long. Which is good if the kids want to see most of my body. I'm a snake. 35 feet long. They call me a giant python.
dogfight. I would very much like to see this. The worst thing about living in this zoo is watching all these stupid kids come up to the cage, you know, and they're doing the monkey thing under their arms. and Oh, brother. But here's the deal. All of these kids come by. None of them do anything interesting. I'm not entertained at all. I'm just sitting here thinking, well, that act was horrible. You've been gonged, and I throw some pool at them to let them know they've been gonged, you know. I gotta talk to this zookeeper. These performers they've been bringing by to entertain me during the day, they're... Well, they're not cutting the mustard. I don't like it at all. I don't get out of the zoo much, so I want to ask you guys listening just a question, if you don't mind. Next time you go to the store where you buy things, would you go to the little kitty's department and look and see, is there a toy called Barrel of Monkeys? I have not received any royalties whatsoever. Very uh, sure that I've been cheated of some dollars somehow. I'm the monkey in the Birmingham Zoo. I gotta be somebody. Anybody knows a good attorney out there. Anyway, you go look, and if you see Barrel of Monkeys, let me know, okay? And maybe send your children, but give them a dance routine or. A banjo. Perhaps they could whistle, play the mandolin. You'll figure something out. Hi, I'm a beaver. I live in the beaver compartment at the Birmingham Zoo. We've got a water feature with splashing bubbles. We've got this concrete wall painted to look like rocks. And I get to eat fish. I usually just sit here and watch all the people staring at the beavers. And I go, hmm, I'm going to go hide somewhere. And I do. And the other beavers do too. So the people are usually staring and looking, trying to find the beaver. Where's the beaver? I get so damn tired. Chewing all these logs and not knowing what to do with them. Hmm. It's a damn shame we don't have some flowing water around here. I feel like there's something I could do, damn it. I'm Pete the Penguin. I know I don't look like a penguin. Listen, man. I I level with you. I'm a pigeon. Pete, a pigeon. If I were a penguin, I could probably get into this joint get air conditioning too but no I've been trying to convince these fools that I live here or that I should live here or that they should feed me thankfully although they have not given me shelter or an enclosure they do bring all of these kids through that are here to entertain the monkeys I understand all these kids dropping dropping Dropping. <laughs> it reminds me of something about me. I am always a dropping. <laughs> That's funny.
See, I don't have a butthole. I have a vent. Kind of like Fred. I'm sure he's told you about his vent, right? It's his favorite thing to talk about with people. He thinks that it's educational, interesting, and a little exotic, too. Gives an edge. So anyway, I'm Pete the Penguin. My friend Norm, he was also a penguin. He starred on a TV show with Mike Tyson. Called Mike Tyson Mysteries. My friend Norm, he played the character Pigeon. Which is a wonderful character. Very funny. You must watch Mike Tyson Mysteries. I highly recommend it as a pigeon. And as an auteur, I, I want to be director, screenwriter, writer, poet, barfly, kind of a little, you know, ambition to be, you know, like the dirty street guy poet, you know, Bukowski, Bukowski-esque, you know. Anyway, I, I sort of think for a pigeon, it, it fits. I say, Pete... You're a good pigeon. But you could be a great pigeon. You just have to develop your character. Sort of have a, an angle, if you will. Then I figured, my angle, I'll be a drunk. And then, I don't know. It worked for Bukowski's. I just, uh, I guess I'd, I'd like to close out. Just like, get a chance to say hello to you guys. I hope you come see me at the Birmingham Zoo. Me and a couple dozen of my friends will be flying around looking for food. If you don't mind, I ask one small favor of you. Instead of popcorn, do french fries. I really like the french fries. Everybody likes the french fries. Okay. Anyway, check out the TV show I told you about. I'm Pete the Penguin. I actually am a, a pigeon. I'd like to be a penguin. I'm a penguin. There we go. Very exotic being a Burmese python. But not friends call me Fred. I got a hold of some airplane glue. You probably wonder where an exotic animal such as myself rose from. I'm getting grand ideas. <sighs> My name is Fred. I'm a python. I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. I lived in a boy's house named Keith Adams. But then I escaped. My name is Fred. I'm a python. And I'm flying through different realities. Hey, uh, this is Eddie. I'm the zookeeper. You see my mustache? You see my hat? That's an official zookeeper's hat. You see this, uh, broom this broom is my broom I'm Eddie I'm the zookeeper 
I keep all of these animals. I feed them. Clean up the place. But what I wanted to tell you about, I wanted to tell you that the moon was actually hollow. A lot of people don't know, but I want to tell you, the earth, it's actually flat. I'm Eddie. I'm a zookeeper. No, not related to Eddie in Ireland. Different zookeeper. Mars, Mars is really a bowling ball. I've got evidence to prove this. Hey, hey, this is Andy. Zanti. I'm a zebra. You know, like the Zanti misfits. I'm a zebra. I live at the uh, Birmingham Zoo. I hope you didn't run into Eddie. He claims to be the zookeeper. He's not. He's just a stranger. He wandered into this skit. It wasn't very funny. As a zebra, as a zebra, you're probably wondering, why do you have stripes? You were wondering, right? So it would not have to have spots. Okay. How many zebras do you have that no other animal has? Baby zebras. Okay. What do penguins get for lunch at the zoo? Half an hour later, same as the zebras. I'm Zanti, like Zandy Misfits. <laughs> what did the zebra say before leaving? I'll be white black. Why? <laughs> Why? I'm Zandy. I'm Zandy Misfits. Why did this deep Ah. Why did the donkey cross the road? Because he saw what happened to the zebra. My zebra is a terrible ballet dancer. I think he's got two left feet. All of these years of technological developments, I still haven't seen a color photo of a panda or a zebra. A zebra is the safest place to cross the road unless you are an actual zebra. That way, your friend might think all pet zebras are fake zebras. He said, well spotted. I got a pet zebra. I never realized how hungry they were. He eats like a horse. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen there. You're better kids that come by. Hey, you didn't run into that zookeeper, did you? I wouldn't trust him. He eats like a horse. <laughs> Zebra. The zookeeper told me 
that zebras usually hold very strong opinions. They are very black and white creatures. Zebras are not fans of coloring books. They don't like to stay between the lions. I suppose you've seen one lion catch a zebra. You've seen them all. A zebra said to the lion, let's swap roles for a while. The lion, he said, I'm game. Some people say, zebras are carnivores, but they'd be lying. A teacher, she asked the class to name six little mammals that you might find in Africa. One student, little Billy, he said, five zebras, one lion. Two male zebras in the zoo started making music. They're called zebros. What do you call a singing group with a zebra, a hippo, a goat, a meerkat, and a giraffe? Zoo kids on the block. What's black, white, and calm all over? A zebra. How do you enter a surfer's house with a zebra key, bro? What's a zebra zombie's favorite snack? Pap oop. No, spap oop. Spap oop, you baboon. Or fiddle faddle. Hi, this is Hankles. I'm the zookeeper. I hope you don't know anybody named Hankles. Listen, I've got a problem that I need one of you grammar Nazis to help me with. I need to order additional mongoose for the zoo. Here's the problem. How am I going to write this? Dear sir, please send me two mongooses. No. Dear sir, please send me two mongoose. No. Dear sir, please send me one mongoose. And then while you're at it, go ahead, send me another mongoose. Hey, this is Charlie, I'm a giant gorilla. You remember back in 1996, that kid fell in my kennel here? Well... I've raised him ever since. A little shoe polish, fur, I dyed black, stole that off a lady. They thought he was a little weird looking at first. But since then, 
He's doing pretty good. He's over there in the tree. He likes to climb up in that tree. It's not a real tree. But he doesn't know that. Kid's a little dumb. I guess that's why the parents dumped him off with me back then. Thanks for coming to visit the zoo. I'm Fred the Snake. I'm very happy to have met you and garnered your scent through radio telepathy. But seriously, folks, don't forget to buy something at the gift shop on your way out. Perhaps a pen that says Birmingham Zoo. And then there's torn up money in the back. Part of the pen. It's not real money. But if it were, it would only be worth a dollar. The pen costs ten dollars. But that ten dollars goes to buy me rabbits. I'd be very sad if I didn't have my rabbits. So thank you again. I love you, my friends. Come stay with me at the zoo. There's nothing like the incredible true facts of space. And and we just had a surreal and a amazing visit to the Birmingham Zoo. And, and we got to actually feel the, boy, the, the, just the writing there. I mean, yes, I am a sucker for puns that are, and boy, that was just a cavalcade of delicious punnery, courtesy of the amazing Chad Bowers here on the Overnight Scape Central. It's a, it's a shredder episode. It's a fun episode. It's a kicked back laugh fest. Did you? I know you chuckled. Don't tell me that. And you winced and you cringed a little and you almost drove your car off the road at one point. And that that's the fun part. And, yeah, fun is what it's all about here on the Overnightscape Central with a topic like zoo. Um, zoos, I used to really, as a kid, enjoy zoos. I mean, the Bronx Zoo uh, was one of my favorites. And then there's even the Central Park Zoo. I grew up outside of New York. And then there was, it, it's, then they have what they call game farms. And back in the day, we've talked about things like that. The jungle habitat, which I don't know that there are anymore. Uh, for those of you who don't remember or uh, perhaps are young, jungle habitat was this huge refuge, like a national park where you would drive through on these roads. And there would be these environments that they would kind of trick you into these wild animals uh, lived here and had some sort of quasi-natural existence there. And that wasn't what was going to happen. No, that's it, it really wasn't. Because even when you saw lions, it's like they drugged these animals and dragged them out near the side of the road. And they could barely walk, if at all. And they'd just kind of be laying there. And you were supposed to stay in your car. And as far as I know, people were wise enough to do that. And it didn't work. Uh, I think perhaps they over-narcotized too many animals and uh, 
perhaps some perished quietly and they closed it down. But I don't think Jungle Habitat lasted very long, nor any of the places like that it engendered. Um, and, and game farms, well, it's, you know, game farms. You have a few tame deer, a little petting area where you could touch some sheep or some lambs or something. Uh, I remember there was the Catskill game farm and maybe a few snakes in cages, but a little closer, but not really. We need to have big refuges. And if you want to see what you can see wild animals a whole bunch better if some photographer or setup goes out in the wild, risks their life, doesn't interfere too much with the natural life of the animals and gets real close with a nice telephoto lens and now with the quality HD TV. I mean, yeah, back when it was Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and it was in black and white and grainy with, you know, 250 lines of resolution. Meh. But now there's just no excuse. I mean, yeah, you can't smell the animal. I don't know. We kind of took their planet. They'll get it back eventually because, I mean, that's just the natural history of the earth. Human beings, as long as we last, will not outlast the na nature animals, the wild animals. And we're pretty wild ourselves, what we do to other animals and each other. Don't be fooled into thinking we are tame. There are numerous quote-unquote wild animals that I am assured I would feel a lot safer being in an environment with than certain human beings. I mean, yeah, that that's not... Uh, I think you would feel the same way. I mean, this is, well, of course, the psychopath. If that's like a zoo of people, like uh, there was a Lost in Space episode, I remember that, and they captured, I think, Will Robinson and Dr. Smith and put them in this little environment that looked like a living room and the thing came up and there are all these weird creatures staring in. Yeah, that's kind of what we do uh, with animals, so to speak. And circuses, well, they finally stopped that. I don't think in the United States there are many, but they don't do the animal acts and the tigers and the lions because, yeah, I couldn't, I can't go to zoos anymore, and certainly, uh, once I was into my teens, I couldn't go to circuses anymore. Uh, the, these animals schlepped around in cages and then let out into a big cage for a short period of time and then back into the little cage. That's, that's just not right. And, well, we got Frank Edward Nora. Now that I've, I don't even know what that was, but I said my piece, sort of, on the zoo concept. And uh, Frank Edward Nora has something to say, I am sure, so let's go there then. So I'll go down here. It's going to sit on the porch, but the people across the street are having a garage sale. So it could be a bit distracting. I'll go down here by the uh, fire pit. Oh, it's a kind of a nice day out today. A squirrel just ran up a tree. Sort of a zoo down here. Squirrels and we do have groundhogs, lots of birds. 
that uh, farmer's market still going over there? Yeah, it looks like it is. See a good spot to sit here. Sort of out of the sunlight. Yeah, we were possibly going to be doing the uh, garage sale today. But my wife broke her arm the other day, and uh, so we're dealing with that. Anyway, um, yeah, the zoo. It's all happening at the zoo. What's that song? Because uh, I remember it was... Um, it's weird. I paused there for a second. But I hear music in the distance. Oh, it's a song, I Fought the Law, but the law won. But yeah, it was uh, uh, John Peel's last perfumed garden, or one of the perfume garden recordings that still exists, and uh, this was in the, around 1967 on the boat that was broadcasting uh, a signal to England of popular, you know, like rock music at the time. And one of the songs he played was uh, It's All Happening at the Zoo by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Even find like the lyrics or whatever. It felt like a pretty relevant song at the time. It's called At the Zoo, maybe? Simon and Garfunkel, At the Zoo, yeah. Someone told me it's all happening at the zoo. I believe it. I do believe it's true. The monkeys stand for honesty. Giraffes are insincere. Elephants are kindly, but they're dumb. Rangatangs are skeptical of changes in their cages, and the zookeeper is very fond of rum. Zebras are reactionaries, antelopes are missionaries, pigeons plot in secrecy, hamsters turn on frequently. What a gas, you gotta come and see at the zoo. Is this the song here? I hear a little bit of it. It'll be at the zoo. This is not it. It's the ad before we can listen to it. Also, remember that show, um, The Mighty Boosh, that, uh, remember The Mighty Boosh, Vince Noir and Howard Moon, and they were working at a zoo. I think on the first season, and also in the the radio version of that of that show, they were working at a zoo. That was like the background story. That was like the that they were working at the zoo. It is all happening at the zoo. Oh no! Look, the uh, metal mesh cover of the fire pit all completely collapsed due to rust. Luckily, I have a replacement though in the garage. One of the things is going to start talking about the animals at the zoo. You get the idea about the zoo. It's all happening at the zoo, man. Yeah, so Mighty Boosh. They were like zookeepers. Whatever happened to the Mighty Boosh? They were riding high for a while there, then it all just collapsed, unfortunately. 
No one really talks about it anymore, except these uh, two women I used to work with. Sabina and uh, some other one. Why can't I remember their names? They knew about Mighty Boosh. They also knew about Monty Python and stuff. They were younger, but they were... Whoa, my God! They knew about that kind of... Something just... I just got hit on the shoulder by an acorn. Did an angry squirrel hurl it at me because I'm talking about zoos? And they don't like zoos because they're animals. It's like a prison for animals, for God's sakes. I can't believe I just got hit on the shoulder. When we were out here uh, a week or two back, we were wondering who was going to get hit with a... Uh, the hell? Talk about a zoo. There's a freaking mosquito out here. A tiger mosquito hassling me. These are another one of the uh, invasive species from Asia that came over here. It's like a black and white striped mosquito that sucks your blood. And unlike mosquitoes that only, regular Jersey mosquitoes that only come out like during dusk, these are out 24 hours a day. Yeah, man. But yeah, they were zookeepers. They're, uh... And then one of their friends is a gorilla, but I don't know if he's from the zoo, though. He's like an intelligent gorilla. Remember that whole concept? No. Oh, a bird. But these animals out here are free. They're wild. They're not in a zoo. Remember, uh, Disney was going to have the uh, Wild Animal Kingdom was the name of their theme park, but people are like, listen, it's essentially a zoo. You're trapping these animals. It's like a prison for animals. They're not wild. So they changed the name. They didn't want to piss off the animal rights people. Okay, well, let's call it Animal Kingdom instead of Wild Animal Kingdom. But, I mean, they were wild animals before they were trapped, or maybe they were born in captivity. But eventually, back in their family tree, some of the animals were wild that were in, uh, you know, sort of being kept captive in this situation. Yeah. How about Zookeeper? That was a good video game, right? Zookeeper. You have to keep all the animals trapped in the zoo. It's a good one from Taito. It has that really wild sound. Let me see if I can find a playthrough of Zookeeper. That really wild sound. Uh, oh my god, these these uh, acorns are rough. Zookeeper Taito, okay. Do, do, do. Let's see if you can find a video. It goes do 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 do. Alright. Ooh, we have to watch an ad before we can see a zookeeper. Alright, whatever. Stop! It's a good game. 82. This is the attract mode. Hold animal in zoo with bricks. Get the root beer. Yes, as a zookeeper, you gotta drink lots of root beer. Jump over the animals. Survive until end of round. This has definitely has some uh, similar graphics to like Kicks, you know, QIX from around the same time period. So, I hope they play the game in this playthrough. Moose, snake, lion, all sorts of things. You get the idea. It's a, it's a good game, Zookeeper. 
I know there's like a modern game like Zoo Manager or something where you can uh, you can start your own zoo and sort of like the theme, the theme park manager type games, Zoo Manager or Zoo Excellence or something. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's a zoo here in Jersey. I guess it's a zoo. It's called Space Farms, and uh, man, there's some zoos where that are kind of shitty, and the animals are just in these concrete cages. And it's really depressing. I remember going there. I haven't been there for a long time. Last time I was there was probably in the 90s. Space Farms. It's way up in northwestern New Jersey. It's like uh, the guy's name was uh, Mr. Space, like Bob Space or something. So it was his farm, Space Farms. But it was not very well kept, maintained or whatever. I remember there was a, an animal called a fisher, kind of a like a kind of like a what is a fisher? Kind of like a weasel, not really a weasel, but some sort of I don't know if it's a marsupial or a rodent or a weasel, mustelid maybe. It just looks so depressed in that cage. I, I just uh I felt really bad for it. I that stands out in my mind, you know. You just go to the zoo and you walk around and look at the animals. And then most recently I did go to a zoo not too far from here called Turtleback Zoo, which I know, PQ, you have a Turtleback Mountain there in Truth or Consequence, New Mexico, so it's kind of a similar name. But it's a, Turtleback Zoo is actually a, a bigger zoo, and it's a, a better zoo. You know, Last time I was there, though, I hardly saw any animals. I don't know what the hell was going on. The animals were all hidden. It's not a very good zoo. They got a lot of animals there, theoretically, but good luck seeing one. <laughs> Of course, in New York, we have the Bronx Zoo, and I, you know, I've been meaning to go there. I, I've almost gone a few times. I haven't been there since, I would say, at some point in the 90s, maybe. But I do want to go there. They, they have a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, I, I fully planned out a trip, and then for some reason, like a day trip, you know, I had a day off of work or something, but for some reason, I always wound up doing something else. We went to that great zoo in Omaha, if you remember that one. Omaha, Nebraska, the Omaha Zoo. That was really... Uh, Really good zoo, and they have, like, this underground world with these cool, like, nocturnal creatures. And then there was this underground area that was like a swamp that you had to walk on these, like, rope bridges across the swamp in this underground area. There was, like, alligators and stuff there. It was a good zoo, you know. And you see, like, the, the I remember the orangutans there. They, uh, there were all these ripped-up phone books. And they said, you know, these orangutans are so intelligent, and them being trapped like this is torturous, but somehow ripping up phone books helps them relieve the stress. So, you know, it's kind of... I mean, there is that sad sort of background to the zoo, that these animals are just, you know, kind of like in a prison kind of situation, you know. The word zoo uh, is apparently derived... was obviously derived from zoological garden, uh, which is... uh, They're saying there was one in London, England, a royal zoological garden or something like that and a zoological let's go to the zoological garden or is it zoological they became zoological then it just became zoo let's go to the zoo it's all happening at the zoo let's go um in fact i do think that uh yeah the beatles were going to do a photo shoot in front of the the beetle house apparently at, at that zoo i think the royal zoological garden i may be mistaken but there's a place called the Insect House or the Beetle House where they have insects you can see. And um, George Martin, the producer, was a member of the, the Zoological Society. So he figured he had an in. He, they could do a photo shoot for the rock band uh, album cover there. The Beatles, you know, because people thought it, when they first heard they sound like a beetle, like an insect. 
But he was rejected by the by the uh, the board of directors of the Zoological Society. I guess they were against that rock and roll music. Yeah. Now it's a weird afternoon today. After having such a terrible weather, all this rain, it's a beautiful day today. Yeah, if my wife di didn't break her arm, we would be having we'd probably be having a garage sale today, as I mentioned. Anyway, yeah. There was another zoo down Route 22 in Scotch Plains. What was that called? It was uh, was it the Terry Lou Zoo? I think. When does that come to mind? The Terry Lou Zoo is that? Hmm. Let me see. Well, I paused there. That frickin' mosquito just landed on my thumb, like the thumbprint area of my thumb, and I I tried to grab it. I I couldn't get a good. I got away though. I don't like killing bugs, but I'll make an exception with mosquitoes because they're gonna suck my blood. F them. F them. What the hell, man? Being attacked by, by creatures out here. Terry Lou Zoo. I mean, the place I was at in, in Italy, in Murano, was a little bit like a zoo. It was, it was a botanical garden, but they had some animals and stuff. They had some goats, some, some of those furry chickens, you know. Uh, Terry Lou Zoo in Scotch Plains. Yeah, sold in 94, closed in 95. <laughs> Who the hell buys a zoo just to close it down? Maybe they wanted to build condos there. Uh, right down the street, of course, uh, the uh, uh, Bowcraft Amusement Park. That lasted a lot longer, but someone bought it and they shut it down and made condos. You know, yeah, or, or apartments or whatever. <laughs> the hell would you close it? Buy it just to close it down. Frank Terry was the guy that started it. Uh, oh, here's a picture of some kids in the Cub Scouts. I was probably in the Cub Scouts around 79. Uh, they went to the Terry Lou Zoo. Yeah. And what was that thing, Zoo York? What was that? Was that... Because I know, like, U2, right? The band U2. Um, what the, was that Zoo York or was that Zoo Ropa? Because uh, U2 is a band that, um, you know, I particularly do not, I, I particularly dislike U2. I don't want to see or hear anything about them. But um, they apparently just performed the first concert inside the MSG Sphere. And you can look at some videos. It looks absolutely incredible. It looks like nothing you've ever seen before. You're inside a giant sphere, and the, the inside is completely covered with video. And uh, it looks absolutely amazing. So what is Zoo York? Okay, that was a s clothing brand, right? Okay, Zoo York is a clothing brand. Okay. Okay. Okay, I remember that logo, Zoo York, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know whatever happened to that, but what is Zoo Ropa? I think that was an album or something or a tour by U2 saying that Europe is like a zoo or something. Uh, zoo Ropa. Album, studio album by U2. There it is, okay. All right. The eighth studio album by Irish rock band U2, released in 93. Ah, good year. Good year, at least. Do we have, like, a, is this the song, Zuropa? No. Shut up. Here are these ads. Is this the album, Zuropa? Is it a good album? What do they have, like, an Im like a cartoon image of a spaceman or something? 
comments. Man, don't you just miss you two when they were this original, magnificent, unique, soulful, ahead of whatever. I, I, I don't know why I hate you two so much, but they sort of represent everything that I dislike about um, rock music. They just seem... I don't know. But I but there's that movie, It Might Get Loud, where The Edge was one of... It was The Edge and... Um, Jack White and uh, Jimmy Page talking about guitars and stuff. And he was actually very impressive as a, as a person. He seemed really cool. Anyway, let's forget about you 2 and their Zuropa concept, concept. But yeah, they have the stars of the European Union, so I guess it was about Europe being like a big zoo or something. I don't know. Of course, talking about another rock band, Queen. I'm not the biggest Queen fan, but um, I had their album uh, Night at the Opera when I was a kid. And of course, that contains Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Which is uh, just a monster hit, you know. The one that goes like, how does it go again? I see a little silhouette of a man, scatamooch, scatamooch. Will you do the fandango? And I remember we were such a big fans of this song that we were looking up each word, like, uh, what was scaramouche and. What was the other thing? Something has a devil put aside for me. Yeah. We were looking up all the different words in the dictionary when I was a kid. But there's another song on that album called The Prophet Song, which I'm really mystified why this did not also get big, because it's every bit as good as, as Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, the one that goes, And now I know, and now I know, and now I know that you can hear me. Now I know, now I know, now I know, now I know. Ah, listen to the man, listen to the man, listen to the wise man. La, 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 la. But, but then it goes like, um, And two by two, my human zoo. They'll be running for to come, running for to come out of the rain. Oh, fear for your life. Who heed me not, let all your treasure make you. Two by two, my human zoo. Kind of like reminiscent of Noah's Ark, which I guess is, in terms of zoo-like things, is very uh, evocative. You know, It's like a zoo on a boat. But for meant meant to save to save the uh, genomes of the species, you know. Then of course there's that song by the Irish Irish Rovers about the unicorn, which I thought was this huge popular song because we had the album growing up and like uh, the I like the song was sort of about how the unicorn went extinct because they refused to go on on Noah's Ark. How did that? But not Daphne unicorn. You have green alligators and long neck geese, a humpty back camel and some chimpanzees, some yaks and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born, you've never seen a unicorn. Yeah. There was a, there's a whole thing about the panda bears. Like that was like one of the most rarest and most expensive animals to get because it's all controlled by like communist China. And some I remember some zoos getting what was it like the Washington Zoo or something, 
Isn't there some song something at the Washington Zoo? What's that lyric? At the Washington Zoo? Is that a lyric to a song? Hmm. But yeah, when they got their panda bears. Remember in the past that was like a, a huge news story if they got a panda bear. And then like trying to have panda bears like procreate in the zoo was so difficult. You know, things like that. Very, a lot of animals are very hard to breed in captivity apparently. Because they're in friggin' jail. They're in animal jail. They don't want to... They don't want to have kids. That, that, that'll also be in jail. What the hell? Please. Ah, what the heck happened? I, I realized I was in the mirror universe there. I uh, paused to look something up, and uh, I wound up... Uh, I think you heard me. Like, kick, wound up uh, swatting at and killing that tiger mosquito that was uh, trying to suck my blood. I felt bad about killing it, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, as an, as a, you know, even when I go in, like in the house, as I mentioned in the recording that was not captured because I was, I thought it was recording, but I was on pause. Um, you know, I'll even, if my wife says, oh, there's a spider, I, I'll, I'll, I take a cup and cover it up and slide cardboard underneath it and bring it outside to try to save its life. I don't want to kill animals, but mosquitoes are attacking you. They want to suck your blood. I don't know if, if I, I think that sort of justifies it. At least as a way of stopping them from attacking you. I mean, that's sort of the bottom line. I don't take any joy in killing them, but I don't know. I don't know what we missed in terms of recording. Uh, the hell? Let me let me rewind and see what what we missed. Yes. Okay. I went back. Yes. Yeah, so that that was the mosquitoes' revenge. I recorded a lot without recording it. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I looked up the song, but. Um, it turns out it's Showbiz Kids by Steely Dan. What a great song. It's like, well, I've been around the world, and I've been in the Washington Zoo. And in all my travels as the facts unravel, I found this to be true. While the poor people sleeping with the shade on the light. While the poor people sleeping, all the stars come out at night. Right, this is what a great song. Show business kids making movies of themselves. You know they don't give a fuck about anybody else. And of course, they got the shapely bodies. They got the steely dan t-shirts. And for the coupe de gras, they're outrageous. Oh honey, let me tell you. Yes, what a great song. But, uh... The Washington Zoo. I don't know if I've been to the... I may have been to the Washington What other zoos have I been to? I'm trying to think. I don't... Like, the zoo is definitely not, like, the... Uh, the first choice when you go somewhere, you know. Then, of course, there's the... Uh, aquatic equivalent, the aquarium, you know, where... It's like a zoo, but more... Water-based uh, creatures. And I know it's been very controversial. They tried to stop with the... Uh, the more intelligent creatures like the uh, orcas, you know, the dolphins and stuff, and the mammals, you know, because they don't—they're not—they don't like being in captivity. Do I don't know if anyone likes being in captivity. What the hell? But yeah, I've gone to a few aquariums where they—they they, yeah. So it's all like penguins and fish, like manta rays and stuff like that, but no more. Like sea lions. Or, I think they have otters, though. I think otters are just happy by nature. No matter where they are, an otter seems to really dig it, you know. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, the the other story I found was this... Uh, in South America, there is this uh, 
Well, let me just read you the story <laughs> from South America. This is just from, uh, yeah, a few week, a week or two ago. Um, Venezuela's Tocarone prison raided. A moment, 11,000 cops storm a notorious jail to find a zoo, casino, nightclub, pool, and supermarket after the Trenda Aragua criminal gang were allowed to roam free for years. So I guess this, this prison was just taken over by a gang, right? And they even had a zoo, right? Let me see what they say about the zoo. Uh, it's said to have housed tigers, lions, crocodiles, and pumas. And they were used to challenge prisoners and the authority of government officials. So what the hell did they do? They, like, uh, unleashed the animals? Like, like when the prison guards tried to take back, they would just like, unleash the tigers and stuff? But it almost sounds like they, like they were, like, making uh, the, the prisoners that were... did something against the gang. Like, had that make them fight, like, lions and stuff. Almost sounds like gladiatorial combat from ancient Rome or something. Crazy. They had their own nightclub, supermarket, baseball field. Uh, look at this. Then they were raided. And they have images from inside the zoo. They had flamingos. Ocelots, right? A pair of big cats that appear to be ocelots seen at the zoo after the raid. <laughs> How does this happen? But, like, if you take it over, like... Why not just leave? Like, if you've, if you've gained control of the prison, why, why doesn't everyone just leave the prison? Why are you turning it into, like, this paradise? <laughs> what the hell? I guess technically they can say they've, they're still serving their sentence, right? If, if they're, yeah. I don't know. It was quite a story about a zoo, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. It was quite a story about a zoo. Anyway, we can't talk about zoos without talking about this show which was a a children's show back in the 70s that always seemed to be like a uh, like sort of an also ran it wasn't like one of the top shows but it, it featured people dressed in animal costumes sort of a la H.R. Puffin stuff or any of the Croft stuff um, but this was so this this guy and his this woman who was his assistant in a cartoon uh not a cartoon, but sort of puppet suits that people were wearing of, of an owl who had a, a graduation cap on, so a smart owl, and a, a, a hippopotamus woman, and then a frog dude, right? Let's see if we can find a video of this show, the New Zoo Review. Can we find something here? This is an ad we have to watch before the New Zoo Review. Imagine a world with... To relax. Look what happened. Charlie, calm down. That's the Charlie, owl. What in the world has happened to you? Well, I come down here to read my paper, and when I go to sit in my chair, what do I find? Nothing. That's what I find. My chair is gone, I tell you. Any idea who took it? Well, Henrietta and Freddie. Charlie, are you positive about that? Well, let me say this about that. Make no mistake, Freddie and Henrietta have taken my chair. Whose catchphrase was that? Well, let me say this about that. Was that... Like Nixon, I think. Well, uh, let me say this about that. I am not a crook. No, that was Kennedy. Well, uh, let me say this about that. That was a Kennedy thing, right? Similar time period. Easy to get confused. Charlie, be a little tolerant. Did you actually see Henrietta and Freddie take your chair? No, but 
I heard them whispering when I was on my balcony. Mm -hmm. I felt the chair bang the tree. Mm -hmm. And when I rushed down here, my chair had disappeared. So how much proof do I need? Well, you may have a point, Charlie. No one should ever take other people's possession without... The dude has an orange shirt and a brown vest. I'm sure Freddie and Henry... Very 70s-looking guy. He has the, the horn rim glasses and a mustache. my favorite chair, and that's that. Now, I will not tolerate people taking my chair. Charlie, you're... Wow, this owl guy is, like, flipping out. He's freaking out. She's his helper. Presentation of Nuzu Review Corporation, recommended by the National Education Association. What was this, the Nuzu Review Corporation? What the hell is that? Yeah, I always had a, a, a bit, found the show a bit creepy at some level, you know, really. Um, the Nuzu Review Corporation. Wow, and that they were actually a married couple. Emily, Emmy, Joe, Peden. And Douglas Momari. Wow. Let's see what they say here. What? How the? All right. So it was. Uh, it was in first run syndication from seventy two to seventy seven. Wow. A bit later. Than, I would have guessed a little bit earlier, but yeah. Let's see. I had one hundred ninety six episodes. Hmm. It was acquired by from O Atlas Entertainment by the show's original co creator Barbara Atlas. Property is now owned by Frank A. O'Donnell, who is based in Las Vegas. Like, oh, like that Las Vegas song. Lost wages, go to Las Vegas. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Henry Mancini was on the show, the composer? Wow. Jim Backus of Mr. Magoo and Gilligan's Island fame was on the show. Jesse White, the Maytag repairman from the TV commercials, was on the show. June Lockhart from Lassie, Lost in Space, and Petticoat Junction, though mostly from Lost in Space. Richard Dawson, wow, from Hogan's Heroes, Match Game, and Family Feud was on there. And Joanne Worley, of course, was on the show. Wasn't she also on the Gong Show? Yeah. I'm telling you, a lot of stuff with the zoo. The New Zoo Review. Let's see. I'm trying to look at TV tropes here. Things based on zoos. I know there's something I'm forgetting. Some big zoo-based thing. Video game Let's Build a Zoo. Oh, the Zoobily Zoo. That was an, an 80s TV show. Okay. that was I was too old at that point to watch a show like that. Intense. Intensely. Uh... People Zoo is a trope where an alien culture puts humans in a zoo. Yeah, we've seen that a lot. We Bought a Zoo, the movie from 2011 starring Matt Damon. <laughs> Gotta remember that. 
Yeah. A lot of zoo stuff. Oh, okay, Captain Carrot and his amazing uh, zoo crew. Yeah, that, and that's like a, a rat, like a sort of a cartoon rabbit superhero, and actually exists in the multiverse of DC Comics as an actual like being. I think I think they actually had him in the uh, multiversity. Let me see. Multiversity Captain Carrot and his zoo crew. Apparently, zoological is the name is there's a there's a there's a word like zoyon, which is Greek for animal, so it came from zoyon, zoon, something like that. Yeah, Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. Uh, they're from Earth twenty six. Yes. Why, why can I not get on this website anyway? Forget about... Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my God. This website is... I got on some sort of spam website searching for Captain Carrot. Great, great stuff. But, like... You think of the word, like, a, zoop, a superhero, but what about a zooper? Like, superheroes. Like, doesn't that sound like something? So the, the superheroes would be, like, animals that are superheroes? Like combining the word zoo and super. Do you think anyone ever did that? Let me see. Zooper. Z O O P E R. Zooper. Zooper. Hmm. Like Zooper heroes? Yeah, the Zooper squad. There you go. Zooper duper. Zooper squad. Yeah, people have done that. Uh, but Zooper duper is like, it looks like, like little popsicle kind of things, you know. Anyway. It's all happening at the zoo, okay? And of course, the uh, the theory that we had back when I was in college, the slapstick reality actor theory, which is that we all are in some kind of a zoo, performing, perhaps more like a circus. Which is a circus is also like a, it's like a traveling zoo in a way, but the animals have to perform rather than just sitting around doing nothing. They have to work harder. But of course, the the circuses are on the decline as well, because they used to kick the crap out of those animals to make them perform. They don't want to perform. Terrible stuff. Even. Uh, you know, like that elephant that can paint pictures, it was terribly abused. So please don't, please don't think the elephants enjoy painting like that. They don't. Um, but yeah, maybe we are in a kind of a zoo and the beings from the other dimensions watching us just sort of as, as people going to a zoo because we're so fascinating, aren't we? The human beings. Yes, we really are. Let me go back up my driveway here. Uh, oh wow, there's that bird-shaped impression from a bird that flew into my window. So strange how that impression is left of, from bird oil or something. I don't know. They're, how are they doing over there? I don't really feel like I don't feel like going to the garage now. But anyway, let's see if they're still going over there. What a beautiful day after such a bunch of crummy days. Uh, I think they're done. Yeah, they sh they shut it down. They shut it down. Oh, look, a daisy. There's a daisy growing here. I don't know if we had daisies. Cool. It's more of a botanical garden rather than a zoo kind of deal, but anyway. 
Back to you, PQ. Yes, this was nice. Uh, none of this controversy and is this right or is that right? I mean, yes, it's probably wrong to cage animals and to put them in aquariums. Uh, God, the home aquarium. There's a whole thing that, yeah, I have to admit, it's really cool. You go someplace, you go to somebody's home, and they've spent all this time and they've made these environments. But those poor critters, they're used to, at the very least, a pond, a lake, and they're in this little enclosure surrounded by glass. And that's just... But the neat part is there's something very calming, in a way, if you can get past the, uh, oh, these are imprisoned animals. Um, what, what the animal that I really used to like to see at the Bronx Zoo, and it's a huge place. I don't think you could see everything in the Bronx Zoo in one go, but I would always make it my business to go to the bat house. And flying foxes are not bats. They have the same thing, but flying foxes are really like these winged dogs. And I believe they live in places like the jungles of South America, probably not very near humans, because most humans, if one came near, these are really terrifying looking creatures. However, they probably wouldn't harm you as they eat fruit. They go from, and they don't really fly Bats can actually fly. I think the flying fox type animals are gliders, but uh, pop over to YouTube or your uh, research visual reference of choice and take a look at these critters because I was well into my late teens, early 20s before I even knew such a creature existed. I mean, yes, bats, depending where you live, you see them or one gets in the house and you come home, or you realize there's this little thing on the wall. And yeah, bats aren't very big. They're kind of like mice with wings. But yeah, uh, a good size flying fox is like a dog with wings. And I don't know, foxes to me, they're orangey, and they're kind of cute. I don't think there is anything particularly to human eyes that Disney kind of cuteness that you get from them. And yet at the zoo, the Simon and Garfunkel song, when I was a kid, I really dug that song. And you mentioned the new zoo review. I think I was a hair too old for it, but because it was like, like Sid and Marty Croft human beings in these costumes, which I, I was always a sucker for. And it was on at a certain time in the afternoon where there was really nothing else to watch in those primordial days before cable. And yeah, it's the new zoo review coming right at you. Yeah, I, I watch that pretty regularly. Zoobly Zoo you mentioned. I think, let, let me check. Was that Ben Vereen who did that? The famous singer and he was really popular. And then they found him on the side of the road. Hang on a second. Oh, yes. Ben Vereen. Yes. Uh, well, what was that story? So long as we've got Ben Vereen here, let's let's take a look. Um, 
Oh, he's still alive, miraculously enough. Um, oh, he was famous. He was in the original Jesus Christ Superstar, and he got a Tony Award for that. And Pippin, which was huge. And well, I guess even Jesus Christ Superstar isn't the big thing that it was. And Pippin, who, who remembers Pippin? That was like Godspell. For, there was a short time in the 70s where the Broadway show had some sort of pop resurgence. I mean, now the Broadway shows are all remakes of something or remakes of themselves. When's the last time you heard of a like really quality, dramatic theater thing going on on Broadway? Was there anything on zoos on Broadway? I don't think so. Okay, okay, here we go. It, this was 1992. Vereen suffered three accidents in one day. His car hit a tree, causing him to hit his head on the roof of the car. He then suffered a stroke while he was walking on a Malibu highway, apparently veering into the road. And finally, as a result of that, he was struck by a car, which happened to be driven by record producer David Foster. And he had critical injuries, but survived. And he's still kicking. He's an old guy. Oh, and his son, Ben Vereen Jr., died a few years ago at the age of 55. And then there was a Florida production of Hair that he directed. Then, yeah, he got me to the uh, sexual harassment thing. So, oh boy. Yeah, uh, I wonder what he's. What is he doing now? He hasn't made a film since 2014. Um, he was on a. He had a recurring role on a. I don't know any of these TV shows. Be positive, where he played Peter Morgan. That there's just too many TV shows out there to eat. No, any of them. I mean, even if it's a popular one, it's only so popular. We're all just these tiny demographic slices, slices of demographic joy. And yeah, I remember when the pandas were just this huge thing and we finally got communist China to send us a breeding pair. And I suppose, I mean, they were like this great endangered species and we had to save the panda. And I mean, you look at the pen and they look like these teddy bears, all cute. And as far as I know, they are vegetarians, but they will the, the, the maul the crap that they're not pets. I don't know of anybody who has a pet panda. I mean, people have pet tigers, for goodness sake, uh, which is a whole crazy thing. To remember that uh, Vegas performer? What was his name? The guy who... Uh, Siegfried and Roy. I wonder if that guy's still alive, so long as we're digging around. Yeah, I guess they had their own little uh, big cat zoo for their show. And yeah, one of the lions decided he was going to play rough. And oh boy, that poor guy. But uh, yeah, Siegfried and Roy. What's going on here? Yeah, it was 2003. I, I feel so old. 20 years ago. And it was actually on uh, that Horn, uh, Ludwig Horn, who is Roy Horn, 
Uh, they changed his name. Let's see. Roy Horn was born Ely Ludwig Horn, and, and they are both deceased. Siegfried died in 2021, and uh, Roy died in 2020. And yeah, they were famous for using white lions and white tigers. Remember the white lion? Who is it? Kimba. Those cartoons that now there is a neglected anime cartoon. Although I guess Jungle King was accused, the Disney movie, of being a ripoff of that. But uh, the case wasn't one, if I recall correctly. Yeah, zoos. What, what a concept. But I think that's all we have. Let's take a quick check, see if anybody tried to sneak in here. Nope. We are, uh, we are finished with the concept of the zoo. And it's time to invite you and remind those of you who have done this before, and especially if you listen and you've never done one of these, I think we've got a topic that anybody can have a couple minutes and have something to say. Uh, next week on the Overnight Scape Central, actors, well, and, and that includes actresses, you know, that's an interesting thing as far as all this gender stuff. Um, it's actors, everybody's an actor, whether you're a man or a woman, except when it comes to those politically correct awards like the Oscars, where they still have actors and actresses. Or I, Do they call them something different? I have not watched the Oscars in a billion years. Um, Chariots of Fire was the last year I watched the Oscars. And it's just, what, does anybody within the sound of my voice, consider the movie Chariots of Fire, one of the great films of all time, but somehow it was best picture. Go figure. But those award shows, that's a whole other thing. But we are going to talk about actors and parenthetically actresses because I don't want to be sexist here. There are great performers and portrayers of all genders and what they're doing with the Oscars and awards, like having quotas, and you can't even qualify to be nominated for an award unless you have this many this and that many that. It's like, what are you just... I, it's, there's got to be a better way to ensure that everybody has a fair chance at getting a job to portray in a film without it, quotas in general. I don't know, but that's a whole other topic. Actors and actresses on the Overnight Scape Central and films. I mean, that's just a great thing. I love film. Don't you love film? We all love film. But this episode, the deadline for you participating in and just don't think about deadlines. Uh, to, to write something down, take some notes, and sit down and record it today, tomorrow, as soon as humanly possible. Don't wait till the last minute, but you have until Monday, the 9th of October, 2023, in the evening time, mountain time. I'm in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. We're in mountain time. And uh, get it in. Get it in. Join the fun. Be one of us on suggers. It's an exclusive club of 
people who just took a few minutes and expressed what they had to say uh, about any number of topics. And you can also talk about zoos. You can do a follow-up. And uh, the email address for any of these options, or if you just have some sort of commentary that you would like to share and introduce yourself to the world of the Overnight Scape Underground, the email address is kpqr.torc at gmail.com. And I repeat, kpqr.torc at gmail.com. And uh, actors and actresses, talk about zoos. You can even go back and talk about the Beatles, any topic we have ever covered. Or if you've got a topic that we've never covered, something that's a pet topic of yours or on your mind, and you want to address it, toss it in, and we will make it perhaps the topic of the following week. It, it, this is a community of drivelers, babblers, monologists, raconteurs, storytellers, and it's night radio, the voice in the night, like good old Gene Shepard, who, as if you listen here, by now you know, he is sort of the template, the mentor, the idea that's expanded upon here on the Overnightscape Underground. And so many programs, so many great hosts have come and gone. And right now we have quite a stable, an unstable stable of hosts. And unlike others, you can listen to these whenever you like. It isn't like at 2 o'clock on weekdays. Um, we do these shows when we have the inspiration or when we just feel like driveling along. And I do both. Some of my shows, I think, are pretty drivelous, and others aren't bad. But you keep doing it. I keep doing it. And I'm so glad you listened here. Once again, the email address, kpqr.torc at gmail.com. And I have to give great thanks to Chad Bowers for his tour in, in humor. Incredible true facts of zoos on the Overnightscape Central. And Frank Edward Nora, as always, for being a great host and the man who facilitates this whole channel and is putting together yet another updated book. We are the radio station that lives in a book. And yeah, technically we are not transmitted, but right here on the Internet. And you go to archive.org and there are so many ways to listen to us by host, by month. It's just great. And any ideas, suggestions also, use that email address. We have a Facebook page. Every show is posted at onsug.com, and you can leave comments. We want to hear from you. Just take part. I mean, it's okay if you just listen, and I understand because I am terrible at leaving comments and participating in many cases. I mean, I don't know how many talk radio shows I've listened to on the air back in the day. And did I ever pick up a phone? Very rarely. I mean, I made a couple calls, but if the participation is not necessary. I'm happy you listen, and I'm belaboring the point. So until the next time we meet, when we'll be talking about actors right here on the Overnightscape Central, 
All I ask of you now is to join me as we set the controls for the heart of the fun. <laughs>